club that players wanted to play for, um, that players didn't want to leave and players wanted to come to. And we've achieved that over the last few years in a, a really strong fashion. Um, so I'm very proud of, of where we've taken the club to. Um, my personal situation uh, means that uh, I can't give any guarantees about um, my ability to uh, live away from my family for too much longer than I have. And the next critical phase for the Essendon Football Club is to um, not have any stumbles in terms of following the progression that we've been making over the last few years. Um, when Xavier presented to me uh, his thoughts around succession planning, um, it obviously, initially, you think I'm moving aside. Um, I'm handing over the reins of what I think is going to be a, a really strong um, group and a really strong culturally sound uh, football team and department to take over. Uh, but I also knew deep in my heart that regardless of what happens in 2020, um, family is going to be the most critical decision-making point for me. So uh, I, having worked with Ben for 12 months, um, really see his potential and uh, see his talent and um, can see him becoming a really strong and successful senior footy coach. priority when I spoke to the players about earlier today is about helping to really clear make sure they're really crystal clear on um, on the way we're going to play our footy uh, building a really strong resilient style and brand of footy that they um, they understand what what we are and what we aren't and um, building that brand to be a really consistent and st stack up and be a consistent finals finals performer which is where um, which is our ultimate goal and um, there's no guarantee on results on that but to provide that consistency uh, that clarity and that understanding from the playing group right through the footy club um, I see next year being a, a great opportunity for me to do that and I've committed to the players that I'm going to coach them coach them hard and give them um, built on relationships based on trust and um, you know really looking to take this footy club and this playing group uh, forward into the future. Welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast. This is the unplanned podcast, hence why Grant is at home and on the line. How are you, Grant? G'day, Scotty. It's the totally random, we might pop up at any time podcast. Yes. Uh, this one, I must admit, wasn't scheduled. We we're going to do one Thursday. We're going to do a call-in show. Uh, that may be slightly delayed now uh so look for that soon but we had to with the news of the succession plan we had to get on the line have a a bit of an honest chat about what has transpired today uh what our thoughts are uh, and i haven't spoken to you overly to be honest we've both been at work all day so I'm that is true so to be honest i'm actually interested to get your thoughts and to see what we both think 
Um, yep. Obviously, the succession plan is for those who don't know technology. Uh, <laughs> for those of you that have been living under a rock today. Yes. Uh, John Worsfold has noted that the demands of, I guess, family pulling him back to Perth uh, has not uh, sort of given him the assurance that he can give to Essendon uh, to coach long-term. And with that, they've had conversations over the year and outlined a succession plan, which is rotten. And so therefore, Worsfold will be a coach, some would say maybe even co- director, coach, that kind of role. And, and Rutten yeah. will have an increased role in 2020 and pretty much put his um, stamp on probably how the way we play. And Worsfeld will oversee that. And then Rutten will take over in 2021 as the sole head coach of the Essendon Football Club. Grant, your initial thoughts. Um, limited conversation that we've had today. Um, you 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 remarked over SMS uh, by saying that I seemed reasonably upbeat about the idea. Now, I'd like to tackle that question in 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 two ways. First of all, um, it, it's going to happen, right? It is it is happening. So I think. The Essendon faithful and the Essendon supporters need to embrace this because it is going to happen, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it now that it's been announced and John's on board, and we've got to take these things as face value. If John wants to go home, if Wisha wants to go home to WA, and that's what they're going to do, then Truck Rutten is very well respected. He's not proven as a head coach, but he's very well respected as a as a coach at Richmond. Um, and if if the club has sat down and had honest conversations with Wusha and an honest conversation with Truck Rutten and they've come up with this idea, then you know what? I'm all for it. I really am all for it. I, you, the other half of the conversation is that you can tee off and go, oh, Wusha's this and Wusha's not done that. It's about time we can double check. I, I just want to thank Wusha for his five years and go, all right, Truck, you're it now, mate. All of our support and all of our um, enthusiasm are now behind you. So, in a, in a positive manner, I'm all for it. I'm a little worried again that we've had four coaches in eight years. Yep, yep, that's fair. And enough. that part of me, that part of me worries me. The, the players have now got to learn about another coach and learn about his the way of working, and he's got to learn about those guys. So, do we now have? another period of three years where you can say, oh, two years maybe or something, where you can say, oh, Truck's just getting used to the, the team. They've got to get used to his game plan. They've got to get used to this. They've got to get used to that. Well, I, at, the end of, at the end of 2020, is are they going to chuck John's game plan out completely and Truck's going to introduce his own or, or what? So I hate the uncertainty that it brings and the fact that, like, it's – it's a it's going to be a new experience for the players, so they've got to learn and they've got to grow into it. But I like the fact that the clubs manage this. It's very clear that Xavier and the rest of the board and everybody had a plan. Xavier announced uh, um, Wusher as being the coach, and this announcement comes out in a very staged manner. So overall, I'm okay with it. That's fair. That's all fair points. Uh, 
Look, your <laughs> thoughts, old boy. <laughs> you may know from my text that I've been all. I've been now, all. Listeners, listeners, I was. I, I say that to Scotty, your thoughts, old boy. But oh, I tell you what, I had the very unique, like once every Shrove Tuesday opportunity to witness grumpy Scotty today. <laughs> it was great. Scotty is one of the more one of the more affable people you'll ever meet in your life, and. I reckon I've seen him genuinely peed off probably less than three times in, my, in our entire nearly 40 years of knowing each other. And today, Scotty was grumpy. And <laughs> it was hilarious I've to gone, read in. Oh, look, I've gone through. Look, do you know what the heart... The ha- please, please explain, Scotty. I, look, I have to explain. Please understand, while this is happening... I also get a lot of private messages um, from various people, and it does various people, <laughs> and it does confuse the daylights out of you because you get these contrasting views. And uh, now, just before you say various people, various people could be the baker and the bloke that washes the windows. Well, at various the house, various right? people who would know a, who would know a bit. Um, v- various <laughs> people who have. Who have good insights? I, I can look. There I, we you, go, right? You, you know it, yeah. You know I can't say. I know more. what you mean. I just, I just want to give the listeners that we're not talking about the window washer at AFL House here. We're talking people that know what they're talking about. Yeah. In yeah. F- first hand. Yeah. Right. So yeah. let's just put it that way. So it was, it was all a little bit over the place at the start. And look, I, w- I was. Let's let's the day started uh, around about seven thirty. And I already knew this was happening, and 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 then you know didn't tell had, me by the way, but the, anyway, the Herald Sun. Um, we'll just check your Facebook group, mate. Uh, the Herald Sun, <laughs> the Age. You know, suddenly all uh, the SEN by about say nine a.m., eight thirty a.m. had all had all released that this is going to happen today. Do you know what gets my goat? And, and there's a lot of po- there's a lot of positivity after this, right, on the actual decision and and the, yeah. the plan. So please understand that. Then I get a clear message privately, and then the age announce it that the players actually don't know about this announcement. Now, obviously, they've got an inkling, and 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 there's there's probably been loose talks, but just the sheer fact of, you know, boys were going to announce this at one. 1 p.m. that this is going to happen. They were informed around about midday. Now, first of all, why does every news media find out and and the key stakeholders, which is the players, um, find out after that? It's just small things, I know, but... Because there is a massive leak somewhere in there, Scotty. Yeah. There's a it, massive leak somewhere there, in the, there in the club. There is this really strange leak at the club this year, and it's... It's driving me a little bit batty uh, because, because look, let's let's be honest. Daniel Cherney writes an article a month ago, and the article now it's not totally accurate to what's happened today, but the article outlines that sources at the club, and I know he knows <laughs> that the sources are good, uh, have noted that they would prefer Rutten uh, to be coach. Um, like more likely in the short term, 
Um, and it outlines that our game plan isn't respected across the AFL and and a few other little things like that. Now, that kind of information that's getting presented to a guy in the media uh, is, is more my concern. It's like, oh, we were already kind of worded up on, on the likely events of Rutten being our coach in the short term, whether it's, whether it's, you know, whether it's we lost the last five games and we didn't make the finals and it's probably immediate or or it's the a succession plan turn of events. But we shouldn't be knowing this stuff. Like we, this stuff should not be just having conversations with the media uh, and, and noting of of yeah, what, well, what our, what our thoughts mouth. are. Yeah, someone's... Somebody's someone, got a big mouth, right? Well, like, so, and that's, someone's an that's inf- not no, the someone's intention so- of the club. Someone's an influencer because it, it's not it's not just gossip. Someone wants this to happen. Uh, no, but surely there's no there's no gain for any person on the board or the management or administration of the Essendon Football Club if this information leaks before the players know it. There's, there's absolutely no benefit to Essendon doing it, right? So this has to be someone with loose lips at the club, just big noting themselves or doing something or sabotaging the club. Well, I so think, I just, yeah. I, I, yeah. Something I just has to be done about that. Just some, I think the club, at least internally in the off season has to really have a bit of a conversation internally and saying, Hey guys, you know, the information we, we, we knew when guys were, have resigned before we got the members, you know, the members note saying this person's resigned for two years. We were knowing all this information before the club was announcing it. We just constantly had announcements that we already knew were coming up. And, and then they're just, that look, that's probably my frustration at the start of the day. So I was a little bit ticked off and I was like, okay, so grumpy Scotty at seven thirty. I can understand. <laughs> and yeah. And we'll just look, there's the kind of things I, I go, keep it to the members and internal club first. And, and, and let's not treat the media with that much respect. Thanks. That's that's just my personal opinion. Oh, but look, dude, one one Xavier would be walking around the club right now fuming because, like I said, there is no benefit to the club whatsoever in the in the bloody news media reporting this before the players know. Now he's got yeah. he's got a whole heap of pissed off players that are finding this out secondhand. So. I, yeah, I bet you there will be a lot of questions asked as to um, as to who uh, who released this, how did it get out, and what can they do next time to, to, to make decisions like this more waterproof. Yeah, and look, I'm in reality land. It's obviously you sense the, the players. It's, it wasn't a shock to them. So I'm in reality land as much as they would have an inkling that this is happening it's just more the officialness of it and 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 it was very clear that the 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 commentary was that the players have yet to be told and then once they tell the players then they'll make an announcement after that and you go i don't know if that's the way it's done but let's talk about the actual decision though so yep i guess i had to factor in a whole lot of things and there's so many thoughts going in my mind. I'm trying to illustrate them <laughs> without. Uh... Take your time, mate. Take your time. We got plenty of time. So it's kind of like your your first thought goes, okay, have we had an instant reaction to the Adelaide Crow situation? Uh, obviously, Don Pike 
is, is leaving the Crows. Uh, a Crows fairly good, well, you'd almost say champion player or very highly regarded Adelaide Crows player is at our club as an assistant and highly regarded. Uh, what has happened there? Because it was interesting because there was a, a, a news report the day after um, I wish I could remember who it was, but actually said that Essendon um, has quickly gone behind the scenes to shore up uh, Rutten to remain at the club. Uh, and then even today in the in the in the press conference, you actually had them admitting that uh, Rutten and Wusha Rutten noted, uh, well, last week you know I met up with Wusha and we talked about what a succession plan would look like and how would that work. So it does kind of feel like it's as much as Rutten was the long-term view, maybe uh, the goalpost had changed a bit about how the structure would look like, about how that would play out, if that makes sense, because of the, yeah. of the Adelaide situation. And that's how I felt because, like, say, was it nine days ago, uh, Simon Madden uh, was on RSN Radio uh, Simon Madden, direct, director of the uh, uh, Football Club. Yeah, board member, director. Board member, sorry, yeah. And, and just have a listen to the tone of his voice and just see what you get of it. I'll just play it now. You know, to me, what our footy club needs is, is a coach who's been there for a while, who's very stable, who's very cool, calm and collected and knows how to bring the players together. And I think we've got the right coach to do that. Now, you can analyse your coaching panel around that. And, and if you look at Collingwood, look at Richmond, how do you have a a successful coaching group, coaching panel, uh, the game is that complex that it's not about one person. So you've got to be really, really good at uh, analysing. You know, I've said before, uh, observe much and change little. So that's Simon Madden uh, only a week and a half ago, right? So now if you're reading the room, I would say his energy and he, the way he's conveying, and if you re- listen to the whole interview... You would suggest that his view is that Wusha was a little bit more long-term than what they announced today. And I'm being honest. So today they they noted that Sean Wellman, who's a board member, was uh, in, the last, in the last couple of weeks having discussions around the succession plan. So my thought was, well, okay, they got another board direct, director at the same time talking like this. Now, you can... If you're just on a quote value, you could argue Madden's just talking about next year, but I just didn't read the room like that. That's just my interpretation. I just didn't read the room like that. The way he was talking was a bit more upbeat, and he and he's talking about uh, change, change to make change little, but observe a lot. And so that's just my honest view. I thought, oh, do we have a few directors that are a little bit. Um, out of kilt here, like uh, just not everyone's on the same page. But what do you think? Maybe that's fine. Mate, that they're not on the same look, page. I, I think I think you're right. I mean, it's it's. I think you're right in the assessment um, in isolation of uh, of Simon there, and I think it's fair the way you've you've sort of interpreted what he just had to say. But I guess. That interpretation, the interpretation that you're getting there is coming from one football director. Now, off the top of my head, I can't remember how many directors there actually are. Um, but so he's like seven or one, eight, yeah, seven or eight or something like that, right? So, not all the directors are going to have the same opinion or 
or going to be um, fully aligned on uh, John Worsthold as coach. And look, oh, I think that's yeah. that's one of the, the benefits of, of having seven or eight people like that across multiple different disciplines and business world and media world and all that sort of stuff is that you're going to have um, differing positions. And you may very, very well be that Simon and or whomever else voted for Wusher got outvoted. Yeah, well... Uh... Look, you very much could be right. And look, obviously, common sense says too that, you know, all Xavier has to do uh, is talk to the board and say, look, the reality is that the current coach uh, can't assure us for the long term and may be heading home. And that instantly, within one second, that gives you a different view of the world, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, I, I, guess, I guess the interesting part was to me was one director was actually orchestrating the succession plan while the other may have not n- truly known about it. Uh, and that's just a, a thought. I could be wrong. I have been before. No, look, but that's dysfunctional, just... dysfunctional boards of multi-million dollar businesses are not a rarity. <laughs> that's, like, true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah there's a, that, yeah, the things being done and at yeah. that level and yeah, that's there's... There's a whole nother level of, of politics and stuff that goes on at that level too. And it's important to note also Xavier also was on TV at the the VFL final when they asked him about uh, Wusher and this is what he said. John will be coaching Essendon next year, obviously, as a football club. You know, we're like a lot of clubs who are reviewing how our season's gone. We have been for, for the last sort of six weeks, like like good clubs do. So that's... Look, that's that's pretty slick from Xavier, and you know, and the and one thing he he knows what he's doing, and he knows exactly what he's saying, and and he was he was probably the that's a quote that's really smart. John will be coaching for two thousand and twenty, and we've been doing a review the last six weeks. That all probably plays into everything that leads up in today. What makes sense, uh, and so look, if we're coming down to the final thought. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with how things are going. I was. I think I had to challenge myself and and wonder. And I'll get your thoughts on this, Grant. Yeah. My my first thought was is, what do I think of Essendon just nominating Rutten without kind of a due process of of searching around Australia and seeing what's there, you know, whether it's but, Burns but, or Lion but, or anything like that. Yeah. How do you How do you know they haven't? Uh, look, I think, can I be, can I, I'm not, I'm not being arrogant or anything like that. I think you can read between the lines that they are more likely just promoting from within. And and I think there was enough in today's press conference to note. So what they actually said, and this is where I relaxed on that thought, by the way. So they, they noted that they almost did that due diligence as they were choosing Rutten. Uh, as an assistant, so I think that's your that's the that's the point that I was going to make. I, I think the second Dan Richardson got here, I reckon decisions were made at that stage. Yeah, Dan that well, that Dan, yeah, you're right. Dan would have come in and said, "Mate, here's here's what I reckon we should do with the footy department. It's worked pretty well at Richmond. I'll get in here. We'll transition to Rutten. We'll bring over Carousella, and we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this, and we'll do that, and maybe." short-term decisions were made um, at that time and they've been ratified just recently when it's time to appoint Rutten. Yeah, and, and look, Xavier was quite clear on that today. So he, he noted that 
that their view was that at the time with Dan Richardson and himself that they needed to uh, find an assistant that they thought could eventually lead the club. Uh, so I guess for those who are saying, what about the due diligence of Essendon and everything like that, if you take their word for it that that was the case, then the due diligence, sorry, the due <laughs> diligence. The duty diligence, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my English today. It's been a long day. Uh, yeah, basically was done by when they picked Rutten uh, and really there's been... I mean, they kind of were alluding to that they've been grooming Rutten even this year. Uh, so that's that's why they're promoting him, promoting from within, and not sort of searching around Australia at this at this current time. Then they believe that they've done the groundwork for him. He understands the culture, and now he understands the playing group. Now he's going to put his stamp on uh, his game plan. That that was for me the most exciting part was the uh, was the intro that. Uh, his his quotes that that were just after the intro to the show, where he's basically said, "I'll be out, I'll be outlining outlining my game plan uh, as from now, and and John will just be overseeing that and just giving advice if he thinks you know that that he's got you know that he may not be going either the right way or just needs just needs help." But really, what I got out of today was. Uh, a, a rotten carousel game plan is going to be paramount pretty much from November 1st preseason, which is it's probably the most exciting part, not to put Wusher down, but not probably the most exciting part because I th- do think the game plan needed a revamp and I think it needed to be re- reassessed and I think the slingshot sort of game plan from halfback and a few things that we've discussed over the year and last year I think there needed to be some changes there, and I, I liked uh, Rutten's strength in in saying that uh, the almost kind of the players have to earn the trust. Uh, they, they've got to there's got to be a, a, a an expectation of success. They're str- and you can tell he's strong on commitment, strong on playing for the club, strong on playing their role. Uh, and he's got a clear vision, and he said, my goal, which was a really good quote, my goal over anything else is to give a clear vision plan for every player at the club of what they need to do from here on. And I thought, that's exactly what I want to hear. Absolutely. So it was one of those days, uh, and hopefully people can allow me this, this grace and this understanding. It was one of those days where... It was very clouded in the morning, and I had a lot of, lot of private messages back and forth, and it probably interrupted, kind of my whole flow. And oh, should I worry about this? And should I worry about that? And and and, and in reality, when I just sat down and just listened to the whole press conference for half an hour, uh, oh, do you know what I said to myself? If I'm being very honest, and I, I said self, I I, I said. We can't liken this to the Malthouse and Buckley. And do you know the reason why? And not and this is a real sledge towards Malthouse is because John Worsfold is one of the great human beings in this country. And yep. and he will tackle this with enormous integrity. Uh, and I have every confidence in the world that he will he will be doing everything in his 
impossible mind to be ethical to help to help the club help Rutten and if there's ever a person that you're going to have a succession plan on I can't think of a better person in Australian football to be honest than John Worsfold so we're hearing him talk and, and I and and the sincerity around his family it felt like it felt like everything was just all this sort of built up sort of like um, tension in me was just just erased out of my body, and and, <clears throat> and I saw things for what it was and went, you know what, John, uh, I totally get it. Your family is in Perth. That's totally understand. My, st- I still actually don't know how, even know how you do it. That's an amazing sacrifice. Even just what you've done the last last twelve months while your family moved back, uh, but I totally get it. He's a person I take at face value. A lot of people might be cynical and say, oh, that's just, that's just you know, what they kind of come up with the excuse. I don't think I do that with John Worsfold because he's got such integrity and honesty that I am going to take his word for it. And and I believe that is the reason. And I believe, I totally believe Xavier has had to act on that, that there's not an assurance that he may be here long term. And he's had to look out for the club. And this was the best way forward. And by the end of the press conference, I was actually, you know what? I'm actually totally fine with this, and I'm looking, for, and, and Matt, I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, that's where I'm at, mate. I'm, I'm very much along the same thing. I just, I, okay, fine. Truck is very well respected. He's, uh, it's, a, it's a decent coup to get him over here. I don't doubt that the, there would have been a sense of urgency the second that, um, I mean, Frio. The first phone call would have been to, to Truck Rutten, and same for Adelaide. It's a big call um, for for Ben Rutten to turn down coaching, and they would have offered him everything in the world. It's a big deal for uh, – was he the captain? I'm not sure he was. I don't know if he was. But um, uh, I don't, believe he, but, don't uh, believe he was. Uh, yeah. Okay, but – Obviously, a, like obviously that, an all-Australian kind of calibre defender, though, yeah. All-Australian, talented defender – uh, very highly rated at that football club to go back and coach the club that um, that you played for, and again, it's one of those things where sometimes they say you shouldn't go directly from playing into coaching, and you should go and get an apprenticeship at another club. He's done that. He's he's spent his time in Richmond. He's proved himself there. Um, you got to step up sometime, but Essendon secured him. And don't forget, and, I mean, and the other thing is, don't forget around about from round about eight or nine to round eighteen, we were the the second, or I think at even some stage, first best defensive team in the AFL, which was his area. And that's, yeah, when we had that's yeah, when, when we had some continuity in some players, uh, especially the back six and a few midfielders, his system was actually held, holding up quite fine. Uh, yeah. When we, when all, you know, when everything hit the fan and we had guys dropping out left, right and centre, everyone gets that continuity. You, you just, you know, it was only his first year he's actually just developed a, this, this, this actual defence mechanism. So we get it. it. It got broken down badly a few times. We get that. But overall, there was clear signs on what he was teaching the, the players were buying into. And that's your first point that you want from a playing group that they're buying into what you're telling them yeah 100% agree man uh, it's so I, I I hope everybody takes it on face value <laughs> so yeah um, hope everyone and, likes my journey for today and that yes that now that we know the getting to know Scotty 
and no, no, no. The, I look, look, people. I've yeah. seen. I've seen a fair bit on on social media about oh, um, it's about time we're just doing this, we're just doing that. Listen, guys. Wush has done a great job for the club. He he said his primary job was to settle everything down after the saga, and I think it's not quite his primary job. His primary job was from success, but the last few people that have held major positions of authority within the Essendon Football Club, starting with Joe Watson, have had one of... I tell you what, Joe's speech could go down in history after a good period of time because... He said, some captains, and I'm, I'm I'm going to murder this quote, but please forgive me, <laughs> Joe, but mud, no, you're on the mud quote? <laughs> well, no, he said, some, captain, some captains get to captain at a time of, uh, uh, in good times, and some captains get to captain in, the to- in bad times or hard times. Um, and I've totally butchered that, but <laughs> he said, I, I had to captain during uh, a bad time. He said that that was just that was just my luck on that on that subject. Every every person that's taken a position at Essendon or stepped up into a position during or just after the saga has sixty percent of their role, forty percent of their role has been to calm things down and get back to normality after the most disruptive episode in AFL VFL history. So. Don't forget that Wusher was the right person to appoint absolutely during that period of time because of the way he handled the media, the way he handled himself and the kind of professional calming influence he was for the Essendon Football Club. Sure, we potentially, not potentially, we didn't. Sure, we didn't get the kind of success that everybody might think we we should have got out of John, but that happens too. Uh, and, And I just, I think, we, we we acknowledge John. We'll have him for one more year, which will basically be the Ben Rutten uh, running the show with Wusher's help. And then we say thank you very much to Wusher, and we throw 110% support through Truck after yeah. that. No, no, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, to- totally agree. So, yeah. look, I, uh, it's probably a little bit of a different podcast today, so I, I kind of... I didn't want. It's not obviously uber professional, and 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 we're not going really slick and everything like that. But I, I thought, you know, tonight I'm just going to be myself and 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 just say exactly how my day's been. And, Mate, don't you dare sell yourself short. You've had two clips. We've got production value in this. <laughs> Look out, everybody. So that's yeah. So yeah. Look, the end of the day. Uh, look forward to the off season. Look forward. Uh, we'll look forward to Joe Dan uh, committing to the club, and that's another look. What I don't know what you thought. The you can take it both ways how they answered Joe Danaher today. It it kind of was. I some in the media. I can see the media thought it was very unconvincing, and we kind of dodged the dodged the the questions that were asked. But then again, the the football club were pretty sort of strong that he was contracted and. And Joey's just having a think about his injury, and and but we expect him to play for Essendon now. That the whole thinking he's thinking through his injury and 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 the kind of the tough time he's had the last two years. Look, if I'm being honest, my my mind kind of went. Does that mean he's not happy with how we've managed the injury, or is he just frustrated and wants a new start? That I don't know. But it, it gave a it gives you a little bit of a caution, but. 
Xavier had that kind of face like he's pretty determined to keep him. So, and Xavier has a, a pretty good way of influencing <laughs> outcomes. So, I, I probably came away thinking, okay, if in my mind, he's 60% coming back and 40% leaving kind of view. Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think if, if you're a betting man, you you're a betting man and you, you had 100 on it, you wouldn't bet that he was leaving. Put it that way. It's still no. the odds are, uh, and I'm saying, yeah, around 60-42. Uh, he's, he's staying at the minute. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he 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 may, and we'll never know this because it's medical and, and someone like Danaher wouldn't would have enough class to not say anything on this subject. But I'll tell you what, it would be tough for the club if Danaher has in his mind, because he's had other medical uh, advice or something, that he's had in his mind that the the club hasn't treated his injuries as well as they could because that's something that the that the player puts ultimate trust in the club for and has to trust that they're getting the best treatment so if he's if he's struggling with that because maybe he's got some additional advice that they haven't been doing that then that's really tough to come back to the club with because how many players do we have to ask to forgive us for transgressions and uh, so that they come back to the club. Not that, not that I'm saying that they have mistreated yeah. it in any way, shape or no, form. It's, but... it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit is reading between the lines. But and the other point is, is probably what John said today. It also is speculation too. We, we don't really know, but you just, you wonder if that's the case without, without any knowledge that it actually is, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, look, the other news that, came today was the Essendon Football Club will be approaching Dean Solomon for a possible assistant role. Uh, interesting one, this one, because um, it, I have this view of, like, how do you treat a, a player that you loved at your club, but you, if you were just on performance as a, an assistant, you would you would not be overly impressed you know but he's actually at the because he's at the suns right so he's like a senior assistant at the suns they've obviously been struggling for a while how do you view that in the lens of what is Dean solomon like as an assistant coach Mate, i've got a thought i've got a thought for you on that subject does this hold any weight for you in that he he's been there for what three coaches now he's been there for a bit hasn't he yeah three coaches right and head coaches usually come into a club like that and clean house. They bring people in, they get rid of old thoughts or old thinking, and Solly's hung around. So the pe- the people that have been up there and coaching have obviously interviewed him and spoke spoken to him and, and are willing to give him the assistant role moving forward. So maybe, does you reckon that holds any weight? Look, possibly. I think he joined, if I'm right, the Suns around about 2017. So he's been there three years. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it, it, and it, it, they've only been elevating. So he's only been getting promoted rather de- than demoted. So, yeah. Uh, so there's something there. Uh, you know, selfishly, I mean, most fans would love him to be back at the club because he was one of those players you, you go, oh man, I miss those kind of players. Uh, the Mark Johnson, the Sollies, the Hardwicks, uh, the in-your-face. <laughs> um, 
and you go, oh, would you, you know, you naturally kind of think a line, oh, I'd love him to bring that to the club. And, but, um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, you just have to trust the club that they that they they know him as an actual assistant coach. It's not just a we're bringing back an Essendon person. It's this person will c- contribute to the playing group, and that's the key part. Because I mean, players at Essendon don't you know might, you know half the obviously at least don't follow Essendon as a kid kind of thing. So they don't have that kind of context. They they need a coach that they, they actually respect and they like hearing from. It's They don't care that he's an accessident player. Um, so you've got to get that right. And that's my only kind of thought process is just to make sure that the the coaching group that we're all f- filling out is actually the best possible po- coaching group uh, as far as talent and as far as connecting with the players and developing this sort of a, a game plan and structure that, that puts us into that top four bracket. And, and I think so. I mean, like if you had to take Solly on face value, he hasn't done too bad. Um, like he, he obviously knows, like you said, as a senior um, as a senior assistant, he knows what he's doing. Um, and then it's just whether or not Truck and the boys can uh, he can start to fulfil what uh, Truck wants him to do. So, like I mean, the club I think really, and I, I think a lot of AFL clubs at the moment are. Um, trying to get back old players. Uh, and sorry, by the way, I, I've got that totally wrong. Actually, Solly, would you believe Solly joined the Suns around about 2011? So that's oh, what, She's been there for ages. So he was at Fremantle, I believe, at 2010 as an assistant. Yeah, and with Hearts. And joined Co- Gold Coast as, uh, as an assistant um, from basically from the, from the start. Uh, in yeah, mate, so he's, he's, he's... That's not bad to have... So he's Tenure got, like that. Yeah. Uh, so he's got eight or nine years as an assistant experience. So he knows the he knows the caper, uh, and that's one thing. So uh, yeah. And he would have obviously worked with a lot of young players consistently at Gold Coast. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fair turnover. It would have been a nightmare being a coach at Gold Coast. Doesn't matter if you're the head coach or not. I feel sorry for Stewie Jew because he could be the best coach. In the AFL, we would never know it because no, because yeah, the Gold yeah. Coast Sun are no good. They are just no good because the whole yeah. I mean, at the end of the year, Martin, I'm gone. Archie, I'm gone. You know, all these. It's like every year uh, he has to have three, you know, really good names say, "Oh, I'm leaving back to Victoria or South Australia." Yeah. And you're like, I feel sorry for that club and and, and Stewie Jew. Like, he just like, how can you grow? A playing group to play good footy. If your playing group just changes, and and that's the thing. I mean, but if you're Stewie Jude, you can't say no. Like if they, yeah, exactly. Head you, coach, you've got to get that. Yeah, yeah. They don't come around often, mate. And if they do, and you're seriously being considered by them, and it's available for you, mate, you got to take it. Even if, yeah, even if it doesn't work. I mean, someone like um, uh, what's his face in Adelaide. Very well respected coach. Apparently knew exactly what he was doing. Very well respected among other coaches, and he has to go, even with a list like Adelaide. So, my AFL coaching, AFL head coaching, is one of the worst gigs in the world, in my opinion. You have to have like Alistair Clarkson is is a very good coach. He's a, an exceptional coach, right? That's clear. Yeah. But he has had Burgoyne roughhead uh, and, and the amount of gun Cadillac footballers he's had at that club for a good period of time because like you said you could be 
the greatest head coach in recorded history, not have the cattle on the field, and you can have to rebuild your entire list for five years before you've actually got the cattle to win a game, but then can you last five years? And that's why someone like Kevin Sheedy lasting 27 years is an absolute freak. The 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 club supported him for that long period of time. Yeah. Well, when he had the players and then he didn't have the players. He, reinvented, he, had yeah, he just kept on reinventing himself. Absolutely. So it's a, the Kevin Sheedy's a freak of a human to be able to do that. But um, yeah, I do feel for Stewie. But um, unfortunately, I can't feel for him that much because I'd pinch Solly in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> well, I think that, I think that that does about done me. I think I'm going to go to bed to sleep. So, mate, I've got, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a lovely pot of spaghetti bolognese uh, on the on the on the uh, on the hob as we speak. I'm going to go smash myself some spag bowl. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> if we, this is you cooking. No, mate. I'm, look, I'm I'm wildly domesticated. I've whipped up a lovely spag bowl. Um, mate, the perfect husband. With the good Italian herbs, oh, I mean, good looks, just stunningly handsome, and I can cook. I mean, come on, it's 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 all good things. So, spag bowl, um, sit with the lovely uh, lady wife, um, and then, like you just said, I think it's probably early to bed for me too. So, hope you've enjoyed this uh, this uh, special surprise edition of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I hope they have. Uh, it's been a, an up and down and. Uh, I really wanted to talk through almost the start of the day to the end of the day so people kind of understood because no doubt people follow me on Twitter and they would have seen a bit more of a uh, a, a cautious <laughs> start to my tweeting. Grumpy uh, Scott, Grumpy Scott. Everybody yeah, you, loves Grumpy Scott. Yeah, I did get the uh, Grumpy Cat picture with a few words from Grant in <laughs> my text, so, uh, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, so we look, we, we ain't... We had a bit of fun though uh, at the VFL on Saturday, so even though we lost, but uh, yeah, that was good. Hey, um, did you? This is something I haven't mentioned to you. A mate of mine, you know, Matt, my mate Matt, yeah, um, has mentioned that we need to get the uh, we need to get the uh, replay because apparently your and my uh, ugly mugs are on the TV quite a lot. They zoom into the crowd and apparently zoom in on me and you a few times having a natter. Well, there's one for the ladies. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, and uh, our good mate Derek from the Patreons joined up with us. So, yes, Derek. Uh, Derek. Um, he uh, yeah. spoke to me in a totally non-captious uh, way. Uh, I, I learned a new word whilst I was talking to, da- uh, to Derek uh, with regards. I looked it up. Thank you very much for that, Derek. Yes, yeah, so they're having a lovely conversation about the conspiracies of 9-11. All of that. That's, I said we'll do a podcast series on it just for them. We'll do we'll do a special uh, lunchtime catch up podcast nine eleven conspiracy episode. Uh, yes, somewhere there was an actual game going on while you were talking, but um, yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, big thanks to Heath Hawking the last two weeks too. What a what an unbelievable guy! Uh, mate, um, incredible bloke, brilliant bread, just an absolute Essendon legend. So that's it for tonight. Um, Look forward to the next podcast. We're going to have a call-in show. Uh, yeah. That's going to be a, a unique one for us. So we've already got five or six lined up who are going to – we have no idea what they're thinking, but we're going to ask the question of basically what did you think of how Essendon went in 2019 and what are you looking forward to in 2020? Now, I'm glad that announcement was today, so they've got a bit more context. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll have that maybe next week now. We were, it was going to be Thursday, but we might do it next week now 
just to have a bit of a gap in between shows. But that'll yep. be interesting to actually see what uh, our um, people who listen to the show, what their thoughts are. Um, and yeah, so that will come up and have a bit of a call-in studio show. So something Mate, I'm looking forward to that, having a chat to uh, some of the listeners. That'll be great. Thanks, everyone. Uh, have a great night. Uh, go, Bombers. There's uh, sadly no games coming up, but we've got a big <laughs> draft and trade period coming up. So... We'll be ramping up. It might be, we'll it might be, be for the Bombers that. this year that we don't do particularly much at the trade, um, but we spend all of our money and our time on, on coaching maneuvers as opposed yeah, to it's, on field. I mean, really, it's up to Joe Tanner whether it's a quiet trade period or a very, very hectic trade and period. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Dodoro is going to be real busy or potentially not very busy at all. <laughs> well, they did say they're catching up with Joe next week. So I'd say we're going to know a lot more by next week on where, on where Joe's at. But uh, let's hope for that we keep a Danaher at the club. Thanks, cool. mate. All right, man. Yeah, you can catch all the shows on Spotify and all that sort of... Yeah, check us out. Um, we also got a Patreon page if you want to come over and have a listen to us on Patreon. Uh, we do some extra content for you guys over there. It's as cheap as two bucks a month. It's uh, It just helps us out. Um, with new microphones and we're saving up for a new PC and maybe some video for, for next year. So um, come and have a listen to us on the Patreon. That'd be great. Um, and just to look, just a quick shout out. I won't go too much this time. Quick shout out. Just thanks again to our sponsor, the Mandra Hotel. Thanks so much for supporting us. Mandra Hotel and Telemarine. That's it. And yep. and you can you can book a hotel room at the Mantra Hotel by just what promo code grant? <laughs> Lunchtime catch up. <laughs> There you go. Lunchtime catch-up. Lunchtime catch-up, one put, word. I always want to put the the in front of it, but that's not it. It's so we, Yeah, we actually had a guy who tried it, and he's actually booked a hotel room and got the discount, and he's, and he's loving it. So uh, it does work. Uh, so thanks for everything. Thanks for your support. Thanks uh, again. hope this show makes absolute some sort of sense. Uh, that's It's a bit of a raw show. A lot We weren't obviously planning to do this, so... Hope you understand where my heart's at with all the everything that's been said. Uh, I'm pretty excited about the club uh, uh, and the direction it's going. So uh, I do have a bit of optimism for 2009-2020, which I, I def- desperately needed. So yeah, it'll be uh, I'll be the first person at training in November and seeing how the guys go and seeing how Truck and Wusher are leading the guys. Absolutely, mate. Thanks everyone, and talk to you next week.